0: This is the Taz and Jim podcast. And maybe there's something wrong with us, Jim. Why? Maybe it's us. Are we the only guys who uh, can control when and where they pleasure themselves? Speak for yourself, buddy. (laughs) Put your pants on, Jim. We were talking yesterday about Jeffrey Toobin. He is with the New Yorker magazine. And during a Zoom call... He was seen on camera in front of all of his colleagues masturbating. Good God. Yeah. And then we were reading more about this guy, and he's had some questionable behavior in the workplace involving women in the past. And you wonder, it doesn't matter what, it doesn't matter what you do for your job. If you're doing that kind of stuff, you should be fired.
1: Yes. Yeah, there, there's a couple things. <laughs> Uh, he, he don't harassed, even get in. Whis- whispering things into women's ears, you know, stuff like that. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. But you
0: know, not surprising, I'm sure, to some, that he was the dude. You know, if they had an office pool over yeah. at the New Yorker, who do you think is going to be caught on camera masturbating during one of our Zoom calls? I think the majority of people would have put their money on Jeffrey Tubin.
1: Uh, I got a Toonie on Tubin.
0: <laughs> they don't have toonies in New York. Oh. <laughs> uh, so. There's that story, and here's another one. 72-year-old man in Baton Rouge named James Cousins. He was parked in a parking lot next to a university campus, LSU. Somebody called the cops when they saw him watching female students walk by and doing what looked like uh, having a little fun with himself down below. Cops ran the plates. They saw he'd been arrested for similar incidents. All the way back to 1981, including a several in the same parking lot. Jeez. So lightning does strike twice. Yeah. Uh he said he was there watching women, but there is a misunderstanding. He wasn't pleasuring himself, he was air drumming. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was just air drumming. <laughs> More like in your car tonight. <laughs> I can feel oh, it. what an excuse. Just doing some air
1: drumming. <laughs> you know me. Love Phil Collins.
0: Yeah. Is his, his wife gets the
1: phone call. Don't <laughs> tell me he's been air drumming again. Oh, no. <laughs> I bought him a drum set. It's in the basement. Yeah. The, 72 years old as well. This is why you have to teach your grandparents how to use the internet. Exactly. Come on, man. Yeah,
0: privacy of your own home when you're not on a work Zoom call. (laughs) Do whatever you want. Air drum until it's raw.
1: (laughs) Jeez. Play those skins. (laughs)
0: Morat 2 comes out on Amazon Prime. Starts streaming tomorrow, and the movie's getting a lot of attention right now, Jim. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, spoiler alert. I wish I hadn't seen this story because I was going to be watching the movie on the weekend anyways with some buddies, but uh, uh, something broke yesterday. A scene from the film has been revealed, and it involves a prominent politician down in the United States. So if you don't want to hear it, You've been warned. Give you a second. Turn your radio down if you want. Okay. Rudy Giuliani, former New York mayor, and one of Trump's close confidants, one of his lawyers, he apparently makes an appearance in Borat 2. He thought he was doing an interview with a young reporter from Eastern Europe, Turns out it was an actress portraying Borat's daughter. Okay. At one point in the, in the film, from the articles I've seen, and I haven't watched this yet. I'm going to reserve judgment until I see the movie. But at one point, it looks like she gets him in a compromising position on a bed where Rudy Giuliani has his hand down his, his pants for one reason or another. So he's lying on the bed, his hands are down his pants, and the the young uh, woman is standing in front of him. Uh, Giuliani tweeted out yesterday, tweeted a, a, a thread defending himself, saying that he was just tucking his shirt in. It was an aggressive tuck. <laughs> is it one hand down there? Two hands? It's it's tough to see. Again, okay. I have only seen little uh, pictures. They're not the best resolution on social media. But uh, Rudy is defending himself, saying that uh, that nothing was going on. And if Sasha Baron Cohen is inferring that anything is going on, he's a liar. And Rudy did call the police after he realized that um, Borat was involved in this. And he went on to tell the story to some media outlets about what happened in that hotel room. Here is Rudy Giuliani.
2: I went to an interview, seemed like a legitimate interview. I did the interview with a young woman who was new to interviewing, and I was being kind to her. And then I had to leave, and I had my jacket on. I was fully clothed at all times, and I had to take off the uh, electronic equipment. And when the electronic equipment came off, some of it was in the back, and my shirt came a little out. I lean back, and I tuck my shirt in, and at that point, when I get up, she says something about, do I want a massage? I realize now that this is a setup, and I call my security guy, Brian, who's right outside. I said, Brian, come in here, and then all of a sudden, crazy Sasha Baron Cohen runs in with a cape on, and he's yelling and screaming all kinds of stupid stuff. Very calmly, say, Brian, call the police. Police come. Sasha Baron Cohen is running away, I think with his underwear on, and a cape on his back. So now, if I was doing anything wrong, I would not call the police. And if he was doing anything right, he wouldn't have run away. <laughs> <laughs> Makes
0: me want to see this movie even more. <laughs> but there's Rudy's explanation. Uh, he I was, believe it. He was going down the pants. You haven't even seen the movie. How can you? How can you make a judgment call on yeah. it at this point?
1: <laughs> I just said I believe. We'll see. Okay. Just saying, cause so I just said because I saw you're,
0: you're going to make a decision without without consuming the the. The scene from the film. First. I could
1: see how it happened. I saw this other tweet. This is from a verified person, the editorial director at Mother Jones. I've seen the scene with Rudy Giuliani, although it's creepy for other reasons. It's being described on Twitter in a false way. He does not have his hand down his pants in a sexual way. He's tucking his shirt back in after she untucks it, removing his mic. Uh, The scene is confusingly edited for comedic purposes, which makes sense because this is a comedy film and not a 60 minutes expose. There are parts of the scene that are creepy, though. In the same scene, he pats her on the lower back in a very weird way. And you'll be able to find uh, stuff you don't like watching it. It. But I do not think the description of hand in the pants thing is fair. So I, that's why you know I think I yeah, think like the I said I,
0: I'm not saying one. Why way are you or mad? That I say I believe it. Well, because you haven't seen it. Like I said, I will reserve judgment until okay. I've seen the uh, the movie. I don't know why you're mad at me. I'm not mad at all. Okay, I'm not mad, Jim. I I just I was surprised to hear that you are siding with Giuliani when you haven't even seen.
1: The movie yet. Well, because at first, when I saw the thing, I was like, this is going to be gold. I can't wait to see. Like, you know how I feel about high up people and sexual deviance. And, you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, there we got one. And then I read a little, some things, and I'm like, oh, it looks like it's a promotional thing. And, you know, they're trying to get people to talk about it, but maybe that's not exactly what happens in the movie.
0: Yeah, people are talking about it for sure. A lot of uh, people who have seen the film are describing it as a, a very awkward. Uh, scene, and like you said, it. Who knows what what would happen if Sasha Baron Cohen barged into the didn't barge into the room? Who knows what you would have happened? Know. Yeah, but uh, you know, could it have been innocent? Sure. I'll wait until I watch the movie and and kind of base my judgment on that. I you know how I feel about people who just uh, who make their minds up without doing. You know, without going into something with an open mind, (laughs) which is why I was surprised to hear you say, "Oh, yep." You you just exonerated him without seeing the movie. You said, "Yep, I believe it." Yep, Rudy, I I believe what Rudy's saying. I I believe it. I think it's a possibility. Yeah, it Absolutely. seems like a reasonable explanation. I, I, That's his side of the story, which is why we played it on the radio. I think it's, it's a real possibility that that's what happened. But I haven't seen the movie yet, so I can't comment one way or the other on it. Yeah, that's fair, too. Some messages coming in here. Okay, guys, in no way do I want to defend Rudy because he really is a piece of crap. However... Uh, wouldn't he have had to sign a release for that scene to be included in the movie? I'm sure uh, the context... I'm not sure of the context of the scene because I also haven't seen it yet. But it's just weird he'd allow that into a movie during an election year when so much is at stake. What they do with, with the Borat filming is they will get people to sign these releases. And there's been lawsuits um, in the past with Sasha Baron Cohen. When he's in the filming process and afterwards, when people realize what they actually have appeared in,
1: yeah, because you never sign it afterwards. Yeah, you never ne- ever. Right,
0: and and they would get you to sign it before, and they don't tell you it's a Borat movie. They just say we're doing this production. A lot of productions, film, documentary, etc. They don't have a title when they're filming, so they come up with a, you know a number or a project, and so you sign that. And he says working title beside yeah, it or something. Yeah, thinking you're in something else, and then Borat 2 comes out in the theater. You're like, uh-oh. Well, obviously, Rudy had consented to being filmed because he thought he was doing an interview, or he consented to being recorded in some way because he thought he was doing an interview with a journalist,
1: right? And if you're that high-ranking of a politician or attorney, whatever, the interview should never go into the hotel room. Like, or what alone. Do you think, what do you think why is, is the security
0: happen? guard outside the door?
1: Yeah, and no. Apparently, should, there's no camera there because the camera looks like it's inside a hidden mirror. Or yeah, something it like does that. look like a hidden camera. So why are you putting yourself in you, a precarious you should, situation? You should have always at
0: that level. You'd think you'd want someone to be in the room with you. Mm-hmm. You know, especially in this day and age with the Me Too movement, etc. You want to make sure that there isn't confusion. So if there are accusations like, like this one, you can have somebody back you up, mm-hmm. right? Not just Borat wearing his underwear and a cape. <laughs> what is that all about? Yeah, and, and it's a bad idea, not just in an election year. To put yourself in that situation, a bad idea Anytime. in any year. Even
1: if you're not a politician. The, if you're being interviewed for anything. In a hotel For room. a job. <laughs> yeah. For a role in a movie. Never let it go to the hotel room. Well, people are going to be checking out Borat 2 on the
0: weekend. I can guarantee that. Yesterday, we were, uh, we were telling you about a couple of different crimes in the area. Um, we were watching this story develop during our show yesterday. Walmarts in Kitchener-Waterloo seemed to be targeted by an arsonist who was lighting toilet paper aisles. In Walmart's three different Walmart's on fire during our show yesterday morning, Jim.
1: Yeah, I thought that maybe it happened early that morning. Uh, I looked it up though. I think it maybe happened around ten or eleven the night before, and the okay, news just the started trickling was out in the morning
0: during our show. Yeah,
1: yeah, but still, you know, within an hour, two hours of each other, three different Walmart's, uh, the toilet paper aisles lit on fire, saying twelve million dollars worth of damage. Luckily, the sprinkler systems put them out before too much more damage happened. We were speculating as to why somebody would do something like that, and
0: I saw a, a tweet yesterday suggesting that the police in KW are looking into uh, anti-maskers being behind this. Like it was, it was a, the motive was protesting the fact that you have to wear a mask when you go into Walmart.
1: Yeah, I saw that tweet too, and I tried looking it up because it sounds interesting. If that is true, I, I couldn't find it. Uh, if if that is true, I mean, we were talking that people hate Walmart because it's one of the few stores that's allowed to remain open, basically at the start of the pandemic, especially yeah. because they
0: have a grocery store in there. You could go in, you can get whatever you wanted, and meanwhile, small businesses were shut down.
1: Yeah, so there's like a people lot of losing their livelihoods. Yeah, yeah, right. But I mean, and you have to wear masks everywhere, so I don't know, you know, why Walmart is specifically the mask place, but. Interesting. Mm-hmm. We'll, uh, we'll keep
0: an eye on that story for you. Nothing confirmed at this point about the motive, but uh, that was that was floated out there yesterday, that the police were investigating that train of, uh, of motive. And another crime we posted about this one. We wanted to get the security camera footage on the Taz and Jim social media feeds yesterday. In Niagara Falls, the Hard Rock Cafe, there was some guy who
1: just walked in and stole three guitars off of the wall. Yeah, it was early Sunday morning, last Sunday, 10 a.m., this guy walks in, he steals a Guns N' Roses Green Paisley Tele-Electric guitar, he steals a Neil Young Electric Red Fender Strato, and a Pink Floyd autographed Electric Metallic White Strato, all autographed. Like the pink one, or the Pink Floyd one, apparently has all the band members' uh, names signed on it, which is
0: rare because those guys don't get along anymore,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, and I believe the Guns and Roses one is autographed too, and and the Neil Young one, all autographed. People are confused as to why. How did nobody stop this guy in the middle of the day, broad daylight, from stealing these guitars? But you, you know,
0: sometimes they you... were attached. To... They're not just hanging there on a hook.
1: Yeah, I mean, you'd think they'd be securely attached to the walls, and maybe a security system, like some sort of sensor or something like that, if they got ripped off there. But if you go into a place, like, why would you think somebody would steal those guitars and brought It's a, it's almost so brazen that you would assume that the guy must work there. You know, it's one of those things. If you're confident enough while you do it, is somebody going to tackle you or stop you? Well, he wasn't dressed like an employee. Of Hard Rock, he wasn't dressed like dressed like a roadie. He definitely
0: (laughs) was dressed like a roadie. He had a black T-shirt on. He's wearing his hat. Uh, Shifty eyes. No offense to the roadies out there,
1: (laughs) (laughs) but you guys do have eyes that shift. You shifty-eyed roadies. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Oh, he yeah, he walked right in and he stole those things. I always wondered: Are those guitars that were actually played by the band, or are they they autographed? Like, did they put a value on? What
1: those guitars are worth? Yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't know if they're actually, you know, game-worn guitars. <laughs> Is that what they're called? <laughs> but that, love, That's game-worn. what they're called sports. <laughs> I don't know. But they're gone,
0: and they're this guy stole gone. them. And there's high-definition cameras in the Hard Rock Cafe. And we have a really good look at this dude. Nothing on him being apprehended yet, but... He may be related to you. (laughs) (laughs) Could be a friend of yours. Yeah, you're
1: going to get some sweet Christmas gifts, maybe.
0: Check out the picture of the suspect, the hard rock Niagara guitar heist, on the Taz and Jim Facebook page. Here's the tweet, Jim. We were talking about the Kitchener-Waterloo Walmart fires and a possible motive. Um, This was yesterday. Global News has learned Waterloo police are suspecting a possible anti-mask motive. In three separate fires set to toilet paper rolls at three separate WalMarts within the span of over an hour earlier this week,
1: so mm, I wonder if they've got somebody in mind or if they're just seeing that type of behavior online.
0: It, it is amazing that the anger um, expressed by people who don't want to wear masks mm-hmm. is is like next level.
1: Yeah, it's like a personal attack on them,
0: basically. Uh, we're seeing videos all over the internet. There's one in the London, Ontario area that's gone viral over the past couple uh, days. This is a woman on a an LTC bus, London Transit bus, who was confronted by the driver for not wearing a mask, and things got violent. Listen, I have a
1: PhD now. What do you do for a living? Uh, okay, then you go. we we'll drive the we're bus. I told
0: him on, we're on we're the bus. <laughs> A mask
2: on I'm not even talking about your mask, but I'm asking you. Don't stay there sitting there.
0: Look at these people sitting there with masks. Okay. Here she comes, gets up, and she she looks like she punches the driver PhD. right in the face. What Listen her, do do? I have a PhD. <laughs> you know she doesn't. I have a PhD. What do you do for a living? Drive a bus? That's a nice, so honest, A nice, honest uh, occupation? Get people where they need to be? An essential service in the city? Is that what you do for a living? Something that's commendable? Yeah. I have a PhD. <laughs> in what?
1: Stupidity? The, uh, Twitter. No, there's no way. That's just like, you know, she's just trying to deflect and say she's smarter than everybody. Yeah, there's you, no you, way you hear the PhD. classic
0: arguments from people. <laughs> And it's when they when they don't have a leg to stand on, they'll drop stuff to try and make them sound smarter than they are.
1: I have a PhD. Meanwhile, the people they hate are also scientists and doctors who are saying wear a mask, so it means nothing to them. Yeah. So what does it mean to you? Yeah. There's a lot of people
0: with PhDs and, and higher that say you should be wearing a mask, but I'm not getting into that right now. I don't want this lady to come find me and punch me. We have that one guy who calls in and he argues about uh, a lot of different topics with us. And he always drops, I'm a professor. I am a professor. You guys don't. I'm a college professor. I know what I'm talking about. We're like, what do you teach? Welding. (laughs)
1: But by the way, not easy. I'm a terrible welder. Great, great job. (laughs) But that doesn't mean you know that the earth is flat.
0: Yes. It doesn't mean you know everything about everything. If you're a welding professor,
1: Mm -hmm. yeah, has Uh, nothing to do with the biology.
0: I have a buddy who got in an argument with a guy about, uh, about masks and, and the handling of the pandemic. He's like, listen, buddy, I know I work at the hospital. I think I know. Oh, what do you do at the hospital? Security guard. (laughs) Okay. Well, I guess you know better than the doctors. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Don't
1: attack people.
0: The rule is if you want to ride the bus, you wear a mask.
1: Yeah, get a bike. It's still warm out.
0: Get a bike, get a car. If you've got a PhD, you probably have an awesome job. You can afford a car, carpool with some other anti-maskers, stop into Walmart on your way to work, and there you go. (laughs) What a day. (laughs) Tim Hortons is ending the use of double cupping. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Which, I don't know why, when I hear double cupping, it sounds like it's something dirty. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Everyone knows there's only supposed to be one cup, Jim.
1: <laughs> never double cup!
0: No, one cup.
1: I, uh, I personally, like, you don't drink as much coffee as I do, or, or tea, Taz, so you probably don't go th- deal with that, but I never ask for the double cup. Uh, occasionally, if you get a tea, the teas are always way hotter for coffee, er, than, than coffees, and you need a double cup for them. But um, yeah, I'm not a big double cupper. They're
0: gonna have sleeves, though.
1: They are, they are. So if you go to Starbucks or a lot of other places, uh, they do cardboard have those, yeah, sleeve those they like put on corrugated there. sleeves. So they will give those automatically, so you won't have to ask. You know, oh, okay, it's a little hot. Can I get you know a double cup or something? They'll just put it on automatically for you. The chief marketing officer, Tim Hortons, say that uh, the
0: sleeves will be on the tea and espresso. Mm. Like, by default, because you're right, those must be the hotter beverages. Other warm drinks you can request. So if you're getting a coffee, you can say, hey, can you throw a sleeve on there? Mm -hmm. I've got, my hands are like pillows. I've got very delicate hands. Mm -hmm. I I don't want to deal with the
1: heat. Yeah, all those dad jokes when you go through the drive-thru are going to fail now. Can I get a double cup? I have a friend who literally told me on the weekend that he makes every Tim Hortons girl laugh when he gets a coffee by going... Can I get a double cup from my delicate hands? And they always laugh and give him a cup. I'm not joking. <laughs> <was> exa- yeah. <laughs> and he goes. They give him the sympathy laugh, hoping yeah. that'll give him a tip.
0: <laughs> Waitresses love me. They laugh at all my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Exotic dancers. They.
1: I don't know what it is. They just always seem to really like me when I'm spending money. She gave me her number. I called it, and a guy answered. But I think she's into me. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so uh so the double cup is coming to an end. I'm sure if you asked, if you still say, Hey, can you throw an extra cup on there?
1: Especially if you know like if you go there all yeah, the time and you're you know a regular. Dolores,
0: yeah. They say the company expects that the uh, the double cupping uh cost them 200 million extra cups a year. So that's going to save some garbage going into the landfills. Mm-hmm. Although you'd think that it's just going to increase the number of sleeves going into landfills.
1: True, so. especially if it comes automatically.
0: I feel for the guys who uh, dip. You know, out, out in Mitchell, Ontario, your small town there, Jim, that you're from, the first cup's for the coffee, the second cup's to uh, spit your dip into, <laughs> right?
1: Yeah, Totally. <laughs> What are they going to do? It's just going to go right on their pants when they spit in the sleeve.
0: (laughs) We're getting some funny texts here this morning already, Jim. Nice. Making me laugh. Start of the show, I was joking around, telling you that you need to get married and have kids. Just so um, you're as miserable as all the other married guys with kids (laughs) out there. sure. It's the oldest trick in the book. Married guys with kids have been doing this to the younger generation for years. No, it's awesome. You should try it. It's literally the only way evolution (laughs) works. Got uh, a message. This is for you. It says, "Hey Jim, mm. I'm two weeks older than Taz. I've been married 19 years. Don't get married. What? Run. All capital letters there on that last part. Why are you still Don't married? Don't do then? it. I guess you kind of well, you get yeah. Once you're once you're it's you, you you've played poker before. You know the term pot committed, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. There comes a point where it's just not worth it to walk away from the table until you play out the uh, the rest of your uh, cards. <laughs> I think that guy's, I hope he's joking. I hope so, too. I hope he's not as miserable. And we won't say his name just in case his partner's listening. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm sure he's joking around at least a little bit. Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, we were also talking about your footwear. Jim got new shoes. I thought they were New
1: Balances, but they're ASICs. A- A-6. ASICs. ASICs? Well, ASICs. ASICs sounds sexy, but I think they're ASICs. And by the way, New Balance are cool too because Kawhi Leonard. So I don't know why you're hating Taz. Hey, man. New Balance notorious dad shoes. Okay.
0: The white New Balance. You've seen the pictures of, like, uh, white New Balance, like the evolution of the dad shoe where it starts out, they're the whitest white of white, and then they slowly get stained green from all the grass cutting that dads uh, do. Get greened up, yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I said to you that you should maybe think about getting some duckies now that you have <laughs> a pair of dad running shoes. You said, do they still make duckies? They do. And another listener is wondering, where do you find duckies? And my response is, hot dad tip for for everyone listening, Mark's Work Warehouse. Mark's.
1: I was going to guess that or TSC. Right. Yeah. If you're looking for any
0: sort of dad wardrobe addition... Mark's Work Warehouse is the place to go. Mm-hmm. Like, look at this pair of Wind River Badlands waterproof <laughs> duck shoes they've got on right now for fifty three ninety nine. Only fifty three ninety nine, down from eighty nine ninety nine. They've got a four and a half star review from the dads that have reviewed them on the site. And I think they're pretty darn stylish.
1: How high do they go up? Up the foot well, or the ankle? There's
0: two options. You can get the, like the full-on boot version, mm. or the the low, just below the ankle.
1: cut. Yeah, I like the uh, the Croc cut. You know what I'm saying? Like where you slip your foot right in, so you can like you want you to know, slide on these? You, do you have laces? You slide them on. You can t- let the dog out. You know, you can do you know little things as you step outside. Exactly. Yeah. That's what
0: this uh, this guy says. He's like. Man, those things are great because I sent him the link to the Mark's Work Warehouse website. He's <laughs> like, those are awesome. I could switch from those to my big rubbers
1: and then back to my new balances. This guy's got it all figured out. He's like, I'm going to go grab me some ducks. I think I might too. Just like they're a utility shoe.
0: Bud, you're so ready.
1: Pull the goalie. <laughs>
0: Start start firing some pucks on net there, sure. Bud. You're ready to have some kids. Hmm. If you've got a pair of of comfy white running shoes and a pair of duckies, and you don't have kids, that's just creepy.
1: No, I think you're putting out the vibe. You're ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like peacocking, right? Yeah.
0: You're letting You're letting Sarah know that
1: that you are open. Oh, dude, I'm gonna start tucking my
3: t-shirts into my cargo
1: shorts. <laughs> I'm be crushing
0: it out here. Liberal government here survived another confidence vote. The New Democrats, the Green Party, the Independent MPs joined up. They backed the Liberals and defeated a conservative motion to create a special so-called anti-corruption committee. I I heard you make an ugh noise, Jim. Uh, But the reason, and they made it very clear, the other parties made it clear, the reason they backed the Liberals is they just want to avoid an election during a pandemic.
1: Yeah, but it also avoids any real... Uh, investigation into the We Charity, which I don't think is the end of the world, but it's, sketchy. it's why are you co- like? It just bothers me because Trudeau's like, well, it, it it puts it off for now. Yeah, it, it'll be swept under the rug, hundred percent. Hope not. Yeah, it just bothers me. They're like, we have more important things. Why are we wasting so much time on this We Charity? Well, why are you blanking everything out and all the documents are co- like? Why are you covering it up so hard? Just be honest about it, and then uh-huh. we can move on.
0: Yeah, you know the whole entitlement thing and the 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 rich families helping each other out while well, us little guys are, are grinding her every day. That Nothing makes me more angry than that. So hopefully there will be accountability with the We Charity thing eventually. But uh, I guess the good news is we don't have to line up in, yeah. in big groups of people while COVID-19 is still a
1: thing. Yeah, I don't think anybody wanted a, an election. The thing that makes me happy about the We Charity is they're now being investigated by Kenya for some shady dealings over there. So I hope... Take them down, I'm not Kenya. saying they're guilty. I don't know, <laughs> allegedly, whatever, but God, I would love to see something happen to those guys. Yeah. The
0: Kielburgers. Well, maybe they can be in the, the next Borat movie, Borat 3. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great <laughs> if the Kielburgers uh, got, a, got a scene in, in Borat 3? Like, apparently, and I'm going to say spoiler alert here... Because I kind of wish I didn't see this story yesterday, but it was everywhere. Um, turn down your radio if you don't want to hear about Borat too. If you haven't seen this story, you probably don't want to hear it. Okay, give you a second. Rudy Giuliani, uh, one of Trump's confidants and former New York mayor, uh, was duped by Borat. He was. What looks to be in an interesting situation in a hotel room with uh, a female actress from the movie pretending to be Borat's daughter. I haven't seen the movie yet. I'm going to reserve judgment until I watch it. But people who have seen it say at the very least, it is a
1: very awkward exchange between the two of them. No doubt. I want to see if he's, if Rudy has any contact with Borat. Like, Does he not know who Borat is? Well, from what I've heard, and again, spoiler,
0: Borat's not in the room until the very end. And once Rudy sees Borat, he knows exactly what's going on. He called the police. Yeah. We have we have Rudy Giuliani's. I've got audio of him telling his side of the story. Hmm. And we'll play that a little later in the show here for you. Um, but yeah, not a good day. <laughs> For old Rudy yesterday, and it's probably not going to be a good weekend for him either because the new Borat film is streaming on Amazon Prime as of tomorrow. Uh, There's another presidential debate down in the United States tonight. That should be fun. I mean, the last one was so uh, well organized and respectful.
1: I heard they have a mute button this time, though.
0: Yeah, they will be muting mics. Also, if somebody is interrupting someone else, they uh, they will take away from that candidate's time next time they they are able to speak I like this a friend of mine sent this to me and uh, it's perfect timing given it's October and there's a presidential debate tonight listen to this c-span now takes you to the latest debate between Frankenstein's monster and the mummy
1: okay we'll start with Frankenstein what do you have to say about all the wildfires ah, ah, ah. and mummy your perspective mm-hmm Okay, next question. And this is for mummy. Now, how would you handle pre-existing conditions? (laughs) Excuse me, Frankenstein. The mummy was not finished. (laughs) No, um, gentlemen,
0: please. This has been C-SPAN's coverage of the latest debate between Frankenstein and the mummy yeah I think it is pretty easy to figure out who's who's Frankenstein and who's the mummy in the that situation there. Somehow, that was more productive than the actual debate. <laughs> Believe it or not, there may be something on television more cringeworthy than uh, Giuliani and Borat, too. <laughs> And that's
1: The Bachelorette.
0: Yeah. You are right into the show, Jim, and you promised to give us an update on what went on on The Bachelorette this week.
1: There's two people who are slowly becoming the most disliked people on the show. One is Blake from Hamilton, our boy Blake from Hamilton, Ontario. The other is Claire, the Bachelorette herself. Nobody likes her. Nobody likes her, it seems. I think they're all on the show just to get themselves out there and find other women who like The Bachelorette. Uh, TV show. This is the from the group date. What happens is these guys compete. I can't believe I'm talking about this. These guys compete for time with Claire and then like a group of guys will win. And then usually during that moment when they go out with the winning group, when she goes out with the winning group, the guys will be tripping over themselves to take out whoever the Bachelorette is. This time... It's like nobody's actually into The Bachelor. The, the guys are just hanging out with each yeah, other. Yeah, they're, they're seriously bro out. <laughs> How was your guys' this evening? It's
3: good. Missing you, this of course. The, uh, by the I way,
1: know. this is 10 guys sitting around in a circle, and then she comes in. Uh, I know. I was missing you guys, too. Yeah,
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> we all did great today. We were talking about it earlier, and we respect you, and we respect each other.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. <sighs> so?
3: Should we get the night started? I think we
2: yeah, should. Think you should yeah.
3: yeah. All right. Does anybody wanna?
2: <clears throat> yeah,
1: let's do it. I'd love to, I'll, to I'll, I'll, I would love. Step up to the plate? I would love to go chat <laughs> oh with you.
3: God. Like, don't everybody jump at once? Yeah, that was yeah, sad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Gosh.
1: That you have to tell is us to step up. Yeah. Awkward. That is super awkward. So she goes away. <clears throat> the, the one guy who's <laughs> nobody's saying anything. She, the one guy takes her out, and she's like, "I can't concentrate. I have to go back and confront everybody."
3: I actually want to talk to the group real quick. Sure, if you don't mind. No. I'm a little bit taken aback. I'm sitting here. I had made a toast, and then there was the longest awkward silence. And I just sat here and was embarrassed and had to like, almost like, does
1: anybody want to spend time with me?
3: I'll take a moment to speak for the group. I don't think I don't think that was. You don't the need intention.
1: to speak for the group. Speak, you need to speak for yourself. I speak for you guys all want to hang out with each other. You can do that and I can go home and go to bed. So I'm not going good for Claire right now. And then this <laughs> oh, guy. For Claire. I love it when she confronts this guy too. She's just not having any luck. This guy clearly is on the show just to meet other women.
3: Tell me about you. I want to know like what what are you doing here? What brought you here? I never thought I would do anything like this before. And when I found out that you were the bachelorette, I just knew <laughs> I knew I had to be here. So what made you want to be on here for me? <laughs> First of all, you're obviously absolutely gorgeous oh, thank um you. but uh, other than that to be honest with you i don't know really anything about you i know that you're you know s- from sacramento <laughs> are to you subject. born and raised or wait so you said you knew that i was a bachelorette and you wanted to sign up mm-hmm. but you don't know anything about me i don't i don't know you per- obviously don't know you on a personal level and uh, don't know your history called his bluff. Uh, <laughs> um you just you're just so beautiful and I wanted to get to know you
1: <laughs> it's just so awkward and then eventually he's like
3: I just play um, this I, d- I don't have a specific answer for you I, I know there's moments between you and I where you know I know you feel it too even where we haven't had that one-on-one time there are moments there mm-hmm. you know um, I actually don't feel that way
1: Oh, he got escorted (laughs) off the set even before the rose ceremony. She's like, "You got to go." She walked him out. Oh my god! Okay, I'll just play you this last one. Blake Blake didn't get the group date. He was upset. So this is Blake
0: from Hamilton, Ontario. This is the guy that we. Well, I don't know if I'm rooting for him anymore because it sounds
1: like nobody wants to win this show. uh, (laughs) Exactly. Everybody hates him now. He's still he wants to make an impression. What did he do? He interrupted another guy's date with the girl. Um. Should we be doing this,
3: or I don't know if this Excuse is the right me. direction? So, so he shows up here. Ah, hi. Oh my god, hi! 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 You know, a little surprised to see me? Yeah! Uh, Jay, do you mind if I steal it for just five minutes? This guy wusses out. I mean... Were you, didn't you lose? But anyways, i will let him go, but... Okay. I'm just kind of going off when we talked about night one, and like breaking the rules, and doing what you need to do.
0: Uh-huh.
3: And... I put that with the card today and it's like i wanted to come in here and really show balls
1: so he wanted to show show balls meanwhile earlier the competition was strip dodgeball and he literally showed her balls for real they had to get naked in front of the so blake is just having a heck of a moment here he got naked on camera Is blake
0: connected with the bachelorette do you think he's a front runner he is at this
1: point he got so he interrupted the date all the other guys were angry at him like this Douche, what's he doing? Like, these aren't the rules. And then she gave him the first impression, Rose. So he walks back in the room. Nice. All the guys are like, It's on now. Uh huh. With Blake. Good. So, the enemy.
0: so it's good with the bachelorette, bad for the rest of the guys in the place. They're yeah. all out to get him now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Jim, drama. I'm glad you're so passionate about this. <laughs> I am. <laughs>